The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Claire. And I'm Erica. We're the hosts of A Thing or Two. We are professional enthusiasts constantly on the hunt for the products, books, and trends that should be on your radar. And we share them with you every Monday, whether it's marinated olive oil that we're putting on everything, a deep dive on pillows, or the fact that suddenly gas stoves are on everyone's outlist for 2023. We challenge the friends we invite on the show to bring their own favorite thingies too. Like when Ellen Van Dusen spilled about the IG account that's keeping her current with the youths. We also love a gift guide. We take listener questions, Dear Abby style, and tell you what to get your vegan minimalist coworker or your sister-in-law who loves to hunt. So be sure to listen and follow a thing or two with Claire and Erica wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Note to Self and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail and I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Note to Self. My name is Peyton. I'm your host. Thank you so much for coming back, especially around the holiday season when everyone's so busy and all that. Y'all are listening today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be a part of your weekly routine. Fingers crossed, hopefully. I love Thursdays. This is truly my favorite day of the entire week. I've just I've like been thinking about this and I was kind of like deep diving into why I wanted the episodes to come out on Thursdays and why it felt so right to me. And I think it's because Thursdays are always so exciting for me. Like you're on the edge of the weekend. Sometimes I go out on Thursdays. Like last week I went out on Thursday because I pretty much stayed in the whole weekend. And Thursday was like a fun, like I feel like I just don't don't give a shit on Thursdays. Like it's not a Friday where I'm trying to like be cute and out. I don't know. It just goes Thursdays are for like bars. I just, I love Thursdays. So note to self coming out on Thursdays just feels like it feels right. You guys are on your hot girl walks. Maybe you might be listening to this over the weekend, but if you listen on Thursday, it's like you're on your hot girl walk. You're getting ready for the weekend. You're getting your plans ready for the weekend. Maybe you're going out tonight. Maybe you're saving up and you're getting ready for Friday. I'm just a big Thursday girl. It's the best day of the week. Truly, in my opinion, mostly just because of the like hope and the anticipation of the weekend. So hello, happy Thursday if you're listening on Thursdays. What do I have for you guys today? Well, first of all, today we're going to talk about the winter state of the union, but we'll get to that in a second after I do a little life update. All right, guys. So the time has come. I mean, you're, you've probably already seen this if you follow me on social media, but Joe, my boyfriend, has signed with his ma- major league team of choice this year. He very luckily got a couple opportunities to play in in other cities, but he feels that this city is where he wants to come off of injury because he's been, for those of you who are new here, Joe and I have been together for a few years and then we broke up for about nine months or so, maybe like 10 months actually. Something You get the point, something around there. And we have gotten back together in the last few months. So Joe has been injured for two, nearly two and a half seasons. He had two back-to-back, I don't even say back-to-back, but like two surgeries, I guess back-to-back, or pretty serious. One, he got a bone spur removed from a surgery he had when he was like earlier in his 20s. He's a pitcher, by the way. And he was trying to avoid a bigger surgery by doing that. So he got that surgery, then he had a six-month recovery. And then he went back to pitching. He ended up hurting himself while he was back, like trying to get back into it, realizing that he actually did need to have a more involved surgery called a Tommy John surgery. 
that was a 14 month recovery. So he, when I lived in DC, for example, for those of you who guys who followed me in that time, he was with the nationals there in DC. They knew it. He knew it. He wasn't going to play at all that year. Like he did not play any innings of baseball that year. He was pretty much in a brace for like, I would say like six months. He could not move his arm really. So it was a whole thing. And then obviously during that time, during the injury time, we kind of broke up and he started pitching again, actually a few months ago, got back on the mound. Everything ended up coming together for him. And now he's back to actually playing and throwing a baseball. It's been a long journey and I do not know how he for the most part held it together. If I couldn't do my job for like 20 months, I think I would have a mental breakdown, but Anyway, he got some really great offers for some teams that I was like so excited about. But this is a place that he really wants to go for his overall year back into playing baseball after a while of being injured. And that team is the Milwaukee Brewers. I never in my life pictured myself living in Milwaukee or even I've never been to Milwaukee. Like I've just never visited And it's one of those places I'm like, I just don't know much about it at all. So if you guys are Midwestern girls or if you live in Milwaukee, like, let me know what we're doing in Milwaukee. okay? because I'm thinking that when the season comes around, it kind of aligns when my lease is up and it's about six months that we'll be in the city of choice. I enjoyed living in D.C. so much during the season. And I think right now with how comfortable I am moving into our relationship and the way that we were dealing with a relationship, the way this is progressing, I could see myself moving to Milwaukee with him during the season. This is because, I mean, we could do a whole episode on like why I feel comfortable moving in with a boyfriend that I'm not married to. And I think most people would say, don't do it. And most people would disagree with my, the way I go about doing things, but I kind of love little mini adventures like this. I get really bored. I do love Los Angeles, but there are a couple of other cities I'd rather live in like more than Los Angeles. Those cities are New York and San Diego, which by the way, he had some talks with those teams that were getting pretty serious. And I was a little bit sad (laughs) that the teams there weren't the ones he ended up wanting to go with. Don't fucking ask me why. I don't want to have to explain it. It's actually a little bit traumatizing. Okay. So anyway, those cities are my favorite. I wanted a reason to live there so bad. But I'm just one of those people that like L.A. is easy for me. I'm very used to Los Angeles. So like it's kind of like my default city and I can always return. I'm also not a person that's like, oh, my God, if I make the big plunge to move with him, like I can never leave it. We're going to stay. No, if we break up, I can just move like I just don't see it as a big deal. But that's just my perspective. So me moving to Milwaukee. I feel like to some people might seem like literally (laughs) insane, But for me, I just think it's like a fun little thing. Moving to honestly is easy. Yeah, it's annoying logistically to move, but my work grants me the freedom to do that. I don't know why I wouldn't take advantage of that. Winnie being a Midwestern dog makes sense. We're going to have a lot more space. I did say I wanted to save money in 2024. (laughs) I guess the universe is giving me Milwaukee for that because the rent prices are way, way more affordable. And we're trying to figure out where to live. So if you guys have Milwaukee tips let me know. I think I'm gonna do a TikTok on it. I'm just going to aggregate all the good things about Milwaukee there because while I didn't see myself moving there, I think I'm one of the, like, I think I'm one of those people that can kind of romanticize a lot of things. And I know there's a lot of good there. I just don't know about it yet. I just know that 
it's not some place that I've ever been. And it's not a place that I've like hear about as much as like New York or LA. <laughs> so let me know. I feel like I'm Midwestern girls. Let me know. I already know I will be taking the Amtrak or driving, I guess, to Chicago a lot because I am obsessed with Chicago, especially in the summertime. We will not be in in the Midwest for the winter. It's really we get there in April and leave in October. So it's like the perfect um, time period to be there. Also, the team travels quite a bit and they play in some great cities. So I am planning on going to do that as well. I'll let you all know if things change. I mean, maybe I'll choose to stay in Los Angeles. Maybe I'll choose to move to New York. I don't know. But for now, I'm thinking I'll probably be there supporting him in Milwaukee. And we'll see how it goes. I'll take you guys along. Well, we're going to romanticize the fuck out of the Midwest. I'm so excited. Next order of business. What else can I tell you? Oh, the note to self merch. Now, I'm, I'm pre-recording this. So by the time we're launching this episode, I am assuming things are going to be sorted out. But some of you guys have asked me about the merch in terms like the t-shirts that you guys are ordering and then the pre-order for the sweats. So the sweats, we noted on the website because we saw this coming. We had to order the sweats. At, when y'all pre-ordered, we ordered them all like when you guys are pre-ordering. So they had to go through like the custom dyeing and the printing and all that stuff and then make their way to the warehouse and then get shipped out from there. So we were careful to put on the website the details of that and when they were going to ship, which I think we said around mid-December for the pre-orders. The pre-orders sold out too. So y'all are still going to be the first one to get everything. Um, the Lucky Sweats are so freaking comfortable. For the next time we drop the sweats, we are looking to speed up that process a little bit, but they will be another pre-order situation. You'll order everything. We'll order it around those numbers, I guess, to avoid having excess. So it's not going to be like an Amazon order that you're going to like order it and you're going to get it the next week or the next day. They do take a hot second to get in. When you order a shirt or you order a cap or like a mug or something, those things are made to order just for you. So when you order it, it goes through the manufacturing process and then gets sent out to you. So again, it's not going to be a next day thing. If you guys are having any issues at all with your order, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me via DM, but I'm going to give you this information to reach out to if you answer, if you reach out to me via DM, you're going to reach out to the merch team here at Dear Media and you're going to give them your order number and they'll talk to you back and forth about where your product is in the process. So if you guys are having any of those issues, if you're having any questions, inquiries, concerns, you guys are going to email help at dearmedia.com. And if you pre-order, sometimes you don't get an order number yet. You can still email and ask the question about like, where, where are we in the process of those getting shipped out? And they'll have some answers for you guys. All right. The next thing on the docket for my update is I finally hired an assistant. Now, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I love her. Her name is Alexis. She's great. She's helping me a lot on the back end with Poshmark and with Pickle, which we'll discuss in a hot second. I'm obsessed with her. I actually met her because she was my point of contact to adopt Winnie, my dog. And she was previously an assistant for my friend Jamie, who moved to Chicago. She's been on the podcast before. So I met Alexis. She has been wonderful. She is going to help me with hopefully Instagram DMs at some point once I like let her in more on my life. And if you guys have any questions, she'll know how to answer that so I can get to more of you and actually answer DMs. She's going to help me with the Geneva app. Really, the Geneva app that I have set up for you guys to go on if you want has like different rooms for every city. I would like for that to exist and not need me necessarily. It's more of a community based 
experience. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you probably can relate to other people listening to this podcast. And I just feel like it's a place where you can go if you have questions about something that maybe I'm not going to answer in my DMs or I can't get to in my DMs. Someone else who like is similar to us will be in the Geneva app and be able to answer that for you guys. So I'd like to build up that community to be like that versus me leading discussions on the app. I would love to like hop in, obviously, see what's going on, hang out like as a user, but not necessarily it be all about like me. You know what I mean? So that's the goal of the Geneva app. So I'm going to have her help me kind of build that community. And then she'll just do other things like engaging on Instagram, just kind of helping me out on the back end with things like Poshmark. Like I said, we've been doing that this week and we're, we've been trying to upload a lot of the stuff I want for Pickle this week as well. If you guys know what Pickle is, we'll talk, like I said, in a second. Okay, quick content corner before we hop into today's episode. A couple podcasts I've been listening to. Date Yourself Instead. Great podcast. I saw she had a lot of reviews and like really high star rating, which is why I want you guys to please give this podcast five stars. I feel like I based my love or my like the, what, how much I trust that a podcast could be good for me to even start listening is based on like how many people have reviewed it. And if it's like a pretty good star rating, I'm like, okay, wow. This seems to be where the girlies are at. So Date Yourself Instead seems to be a very popular podcast. I also follow the Instagram account associated with that podcast. Her Way with Gracie Norton. She's here at Dear Media. I might have mentioned this last week too, but I love following Gracie's TikTok. I've been lucky enough to meet Gracie and be graced with your, her presence, if you will. On a trip I went to, on a trip I went with a brand on back in April, she's so fucking cool and so nice. And I just feel like she has so many amazing things to say. And I really trust her ability to curate guests when it comes to wellness stuff, because sometimes as we'll talk about in a little bit, I get a little overwhelmed with that stuff. So I love Gracie. Also, this was a podcast I saw on someone's like Spotify wrapped. They posted and note to self was in that wrapped like top five or whatever. And I was going through some of the other podcasts that you guys listen to regularly. If you posted me on your stories and stuff, I was kind of creeping. And I saw the Wall Street Journal, Your Money Briefing. It's just a super quick podcast every single morning. So I've been listening to that as well. And then on Instagram, kind of a niche, two niche-ish follows. The Millennial Decorator, I feel like that's a pretty popular page for people like you and I, but it's like vintage and really well curated vintage with good drops, but also just like really cool content. And then Girls O'Clock, girls.o.clock on Instagram, all about watches. Y'all know I love learning about watches. I don't think I'm going to get a new watch anytime soon, but I... I just love timepieces and there's something I just feel a connection to them and I just I'm obsessed. So that's kind of I like watches more than I want like or I like diamonds, for example. Like I just love a nice watch. And I've talked about this before. It's something I want to get to learn more about. And I love following Girls O'Clock for that. Today's episode is sponsored by StoryWorth. This holiday season, I want to give a gift to my loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship we share. That's why I'm giving everyone I care about StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. 
Every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you never thought to ask, like what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life, or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your loved ones' stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I grew up like a big scrapbooker. My mom loved to scrapbook, and it was kind of one of our like family things that we did, and we always go back and look at those scrapbooks. So this is giving like updated contemporary scrapbook energy to me, and I absolutely love it. Reading the weekly stories helps connect you with loved ones no matter how near or far apart you are. This is one of those things that I'm really taking advantage of because I live in California and my family literally all lives in Texas and I'm super close with my grandparents, but I feel like in day-to-day conversations, we don't have these conversations about like their childhood and like things that they think about random things. Like if you could see in the future, what would you want to find out? Like that kind of thing. We just don't really discuss in normal conversation. We're usually catching up, talking about our current lives, et cetera, et cetera. So there are so many things that I have learned through this about my grandpa specifically. He's a very quiet guy and he doesn't share a whole lot about his past, but I have asked the right questions and found some things out about him, about where he used to live, about life growing up in Louisiana back in the day, about how he used to like ride his horse down to the river to meet his friends to like hang out when he was like 13. I'm like, this is (laughs) okay. (laughs) It's just been really interesting. With StoryWorth, I'm giving those I love most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to storyworth.com slash note to self and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash note to self to save $10 on your first purchase. Today's episode is sponsored by Quince. So I could talk about Quince all freaking day. I have been just scouring their website for gifts for my mom, for my sister, for my aunt. It's perfect. They're perfect. I love gift giving, but it can really add up. That's why this holiday season I am shopping Quince. Quince is my go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices for anyone and everyone on my list, including myself. Quince offers a range of high-quality items with prices within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, okay, $50, washable silk, tops, and dresses, I love washable silk because I cannot be bothered to go to the dry cleaner, cotton sweaters, and comfy pants. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. That's why I'm giving the gift of Quince's buttery soft cashmere to my nearest and dearest this year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I absolutely love that. So I have a number of sweaters from Quince. I have mostly the cotton sweaters, though I have dabbled in the cashmere before. I am obsessed with mine. They fit perfectly. And like I said, the finish is really great. And like it really, you know, would normally be an expensive piece. Um, But with Quince, they cut out the middleman so they don't mark up those prices like crazy. So you're getting something like you could buy at a department store for so, so much money, so much more affordable and accessible. I'm obsessed with them. And I love like that. It's giving the quiet luxury look. I'm obsessed. Get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Peyton for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Peyton to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Peyton. 
like I said, I kind of wanted to start episodes with my favorites of the week too, but this winter State of the Union includes a lot of favorites. So I'm going to just get right into this. I do want to say before I start, if you are offended by something I'm saying, because I'm going to talk about what I think is in and what I think is out for me. This is note to self. Okay. I'm talking about me and my opinions on my own podcast. So you don't have to agree. I don't think you're a lesser person. If you like the things that I don't like, this is just for me and what I like and what I'm noticing and the trends that I'm liking and the trends I'm not liking. So if this offends you, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's not, it's not supposed to be something that I'm like trying to bash your character. It's just a difference of opinion. Okay. So I don't want people to get all sad and upset if I don't like what you like. I kind of like when people don't like what I like. So if you disagree with me and you like something that I don't like, I'm kind of like respect, like stand your ground, like your own thing. That's what Note to Self is about. You're connected with yourself. But this is my state of the union. So just keep that in mind as I move forward, just so you don't think I'm trying to be like harsh to your specific preferences. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So we're going to go through like beauty stuff. We're going to go through clothing, health and fitness rituals. And then I've got some like podcasts and apps and things like that. So first, let's start with beauty. So for me, we're going to break that down even further into skincare, makeup and hair care. So for skin, what I'm seeing is that moisturized, youthful, flushed skin is in. And I didn't have like an out for this because I don't really think there's a lot of skincare trends or like looks that are out because I feel like everything that we do for our skin is to try to remain like youthful and plump and hydrated and all of that stuff. I can say for me, there's a couple things that are out in skincare, which is like shitty devices that don't work. I'm honestly not a huge device girl. I love my Dr. Dennis Gross LED mask. I think that was a great investment. I'm, I, I stand by the science backed products like that. I know it's really only helpful if you use it consistently. So like that's the only device I'm really like, okay, I want to like take this around with me when I move, for example. So I will say annoying like devices, I think overpaying for ingredients that don't need to be that expensive definitely is out. I would do some research on this. One person I love to follow to explain skincare compounds and things like that and what helps and what doesn't help and what's worth the money, what's not is the cosmetic chemist. I think her thing is actually educated mess on TikTok. I followed her for a long time, but I, I know her name is Alex. I don't know what the actual at is on TikTok, but she's a cosmetic chemist. I do think it's educated mess now that I think about it. And she really breaks down products and she kind of debunks like expensive products. And she'll, she'll tell you the expensive products that are worth it. Or she'll tell you products that are not as expensive that are like better than the expensive, fancy, like TikTok trendy products. You know what I mean? So definitely I would go look at her stuff. If you're looking, if you want to invest in some skincare, look at what's worth it or not. So I will say that's my out. It's just like expensive machines and like just technology. I just don't care to have all that shit in my house. And a lot of the time they just like end up breaking. There's been so many like steamers I've bought that like break the next second. I know there's some more expensive ones that I could like dabble in, but ugh, it's, the way that I move and stuff like that and my anxiety in general, I just like to have less stuff, which is so hard when doing the job that I do, because sometimes you could, there's a lot of gifting involved, which is not a complaint. 
But it's just sometimes I'm just like, can you I specifically ask brands to not send me stuff and I just don't like overload. So I try to be careful with what I bring in my house, knowing that I get things for free to try that can make me feel a little bit overwhelmed while they're great. I do a lot of like giving things out to my friends and family, the overwhelm of it all, not my thing. So I want to be careful about my spending and beauty stuff. All right. So I'm going to tell you what I think is in specifically to get the hydrated, youthful glow, what I'm using. So one thing I've picked up and have been using pretty religiously is the elf hydrating makeup melting balm doesn't dry my skin out. I feel like it definitely cleans my skin. Super affordable, by the way. I'm loving Elf products lately. I've been lucky enough to work with them on social media stuff. And I do love the products. I love this product, for example, when it comes to skincare. And then there's some makeup products that I really like. We can discuss that later if I remember. I don't think they're on my list. I don't really have specific ones. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. Next, Summer Fridays Everything. I've had two people in my life who have relatively sensitive skin bring up summer Fridays and just like a candid conversation with me and be like, oh my God, do you use the summer Fridays product? I love it. It's the only thing that doesn't break me out, blah, blah, blah. So summer Fridays, I'm loving their rich cushion cream obsessed. I use that usually morning and night as moisturizer. That one switches out with the Tatcha dewy skin cream, the purple one. I freaking love that product so much as well. Big moisturizer girl. A lot of the skincare is going to be about moisturization and keeping my skin hydrated. So I also love the Summer Fridays Hydrating Serum and their eye serum or eye cream. I also love and have tried their like dew drops, the SPF. I need to re-up on that because I'm currently using a different SPF and I'm a SPF hoarder. If there's one thing I do hoard, it's SPF and kind of moisturizers, but SPF for sure. Eye gels I'm using every single day with like an eye serum underneath. I have the 4 a.m. reusable ones that you just like wash with soap. And I'll put like an eye serum underneath, like the Summer Fridays one or like a peptide serum. I'm loving those. I keep them in the fridge. There's also the Dew ones as well. I think those were like the originals and I think they're a little bit bigger. So those might be a nice thing to buy. So you don't have to like over buy like the eye gels. I do have a couple eye gels that I like. I like the Peter Thomas Roth ones. I keep those in the fridge and I'll put the serum on or a hyaluronic serum. And then those gels have a serum on them as well. What else? Sheet masks galore. I love the egg sheet mask. I think it's still at Sephora. I'm not sure exactly, but I love that one. Y'all might know what I'm talking about. It's like the egg white one. Great. Joanna Vargas has really amazing sheet masks as well. Those are on the more expensive end, but there's a few of those like the anti-aging one and the twilight mask that I fucking love. They're so good. My skin looks so much like better immediately. The Tata Harper resurfacing facial. So I'm kind of all about like exfoliating really well and the whole this resurfacing facial definitely does that and then rehydrating and like really moisturizing my skin post exfoliation I am thinking that for the winter treatments are definitely in because you're going to be likely more out of the sun unless you're going on vacation or something or unless you live somewhere sunny obviously microneedling I'm definitely going to get I think I want to get the I think it's the moxie laser and it's helpful for dark spots and melasma which I definitely have melasma but I'm I'm doing the microneedling next, I think, for texture. Great during the winter time. The Color Science SPF has been an absolute godsend. I want to like use, I want to wear less makeup and the Color Science SPF is tinted and it kind of is customizable, meaning like it adjusts to your shade of skin. You just choose like light, medium, dark, and then you can put it on and it'll, it will like literally change colors to match your skin. It's amazing. It's hydrating as well. And it has like a little bit of that extra, extra SPF in there. 
Myths galore. The Tower 28 Rescue one is amazing. The Peach and Lily Glass Skin Veil Mist. Love that one. I use that one. I use the Tower 28 in the morning. And then like after I wash my face or as like before, I don't really wash my face in the morning is what I'm trying to say. So I'll use that instead of washing my face or I'll use that like post gym, something like that to like kind of clean my skin. And then the peach and lily one I really like for like hydration. Aquaphor, I'm a huge Aquaphor gal. I put it on my lips. I put it on anywhere that feels crusty on my face. I'm in my tretinoin era. So I'm using a very, very, very small amount of tretinoin in the actual serum that I use. But the Aquaphor I kind of use to pat around my eyes and I feel like it really keeps the hydration there so I don't get as crusty. And then for my body, I found a new product that I fucking love. It's the Nude Sticks Nude Body Peptide Body Cream. It's like a thick body cream that I put on after I shower. It is so, so luxurious. I'm obsessed with it. I haven't found a body cream that I like like a lot enough to really like I literally wrote this down two weeks ago to be like, I have to talk about this eventually obsessed with it. It feels very luxurious and I highly recommend that it has a lot of great things in there, like a lot of vitamins and peptides to keep your skin health on point, but also keep yourself like moisturized and stuff like that as well. All right. Makeup. So I feel like the dewy, clean face, hydrated, flushed is in. So like very natural. And then in my opinion, sharp contour, that very heavy, like glam coverage and heavy lashes that kind of like weigh your eyes down and like heavy brows are out. I feel they've been out for a while, but maybe just never really been a huge lash girl. And I'm saying this because my eyes are pretty small. And when I wear lashes, it just like looks weird, but there is a way to wear lashes in my opinion, a way that looks like really youthful and glowing and vibrant. I'm just not like a glam lash kind of gal. When I get my makeup done and they, they pull out a strip lash, I'm going to have a mental breakdown. We better be snipping that thing in half <laughs> or we're not using it is my point. So to get the dewy, fresh faced, I'm actually every day just loving that color science SPF unless I'm going to be on camera like I am today where there's like lights and stuff. And then I use my Armani Luminous Silk, but that's as heavy as I'm going on the foundation front. I think it's buildable. I have had acne in the past. I still have like acne now and texture and dark spots and stuff. And I feel like I usually just build up that product where I need to. And then I'm able to just kind of keep things sheer where I don't need that. And I love that look. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of makeup looks that are more, I don't know, just natural and flushed and beautiful rather than like the full glam. And of course, that is different for if you're going to be like on set or on camera. That's going to be different than just your everyday. But I'm doing the color science tinted uh, sunscreen and then my hourglass concealer uh, wherever I need a little bit of help or coverage during the day. I have that on now, too, for on camera underneath my eyes. I love it. Kosas makes a good one that I love for under eyes as well, specifically. But I feel like hourglass I use for everything. And I use the color silk on my skin. I've been using the Benetint a lot lately. That's made a comeback for me for sure. I use it on my cheeks and on my eyelids sometimes and on my lips because I like something that just almost like stains me. I would love to know what you guys think about other tint products, though, because I want something that like literally lasts forever, just like stains my skin. So let me know what you guys think about that. If you have any recommendations for me. Let's see the Laura Mercier caviar sticks for eyes. So just rubbing the caviar stick all over my eye, like my lid and just doing like one sheer kind of color. I'm obsessed with that. I think red lips are definitely in a company with like almost like a 
nude or like matte brown eye. I'm loving. So YSL has some really good colors of red. It just depends on if you like a more orangey red or a more like cool tone, purpley red. I think the orangey ones look better on my skin maybe, but I love a purpley one too. I also like to go a little bit darker sometimes with those colors. I actually am wearing a YSL color right now. This is a, it's the Rouge Volpte Shine, but I don't know what color this is because I don't think it has it on here. All it says is 62X400150. So anyway, the color is really beautiful though. And I think they're kind of hydrating products as well. Let's see. When I'm talking about lashes, I think because I said they're out, I do want to talk about a way that I like lashes. I love an individual lash. I love when people place lashes kind of on the outer part of the lash line very naturally and like like feathery, something that doesn't weigh your eye down. I think it looks really sexy and I feel like it opens your eye. And I maybe it's just my eye because my eyes are kind of almond shaped. So they just make my they pull my eyes out a lot, which I like. And that's, again, just my opinion. If you like a strip lash, if you like a heavy lash, if you like a permanent lash, that's your thing. Do your thing and stand by it, okay? Another thing I'm loving to go along with that kind of lash look is just a light, feathery brow. Now, we don't need to be brushing our brows up completely vertically. I know that isn't everyone's thing, but I like a light, natural, feathery brow. I feel like it just lifts your face a little bit more and makes you look that, it gives you that, like, dewy, and I want to say dewy, but, like, youthful glow that just feels lifted and not too like stiff you know what I mean but just like lifted and airy and just like beautiful I really like that moving on to hair okay so I think clean blowouts or like a messy pony that's all in as well as your typical like I'm wearing a hair mask pull your hair back oil it up kind of bun or like low pony when I do the low pony, though, like that, I like to have like a little bit of volume in the ponytail. Also, I think a high pony that's more slicked back is also in. I love that for winter time. I think it's something that just like shows off your face. Gorgeous. We love. I love the ponies that are a little messier as well. For me, and this has been out for a while, and I don't want to, again, offend anybody because I know people wear their hair like this. I'm like a little afraid to say this, but I do not like a barrel curl wave. I'm done with a textured, messy, barrel curl wave. I just don't like it. I haven't liked it for a really long time. I like a natural texture, maybe. Maybe getting hitting your hair with like an actual waver and making it look a little messy and more beachy and textured. Sure. Okay. Sure. I'm learning to work with my own hair texture. So it's something that I've been working on. If you naturally like a natural texture, wonderful. Those barrel waves that are so weirdly uniform and they look like it's just it's not my thing. I hate them. You guys know what I'm talking about. I feel like every hairdresser between 2015 and 2020 had this barrel wave going on with their clients. I feel like there's a million tutorials on this. It's giving like it's just it's it's giving like the blog era of my of my work that I did, like when I feel like people all wrote on a blog and everyone had the same exact hair. I just fucking hate it. Not my thing. I wish I could like bring up a picture of what I hate without being offensive to everybody. But I think you guys know what I'm talking about. What I think is in is a flowy, really 
clean, but not too clean, blowout. Like, gorgeous. Show off that healthy hair. Show off your natural texture or like do a messy pony, something super easy. Slick it back. Do something hydrating and helpful for your hair. We're done with the barrel waves. I'm over it. I'm done. It's not a thing anymore in my eyes. Today's episode is sponsored by Factor. I'm getting pretty busy this holiday season. It must be the Q4 of it all. Everything wrapping up here, like as we're, you know, getting into the holidays, it is stress mania. Okay. This bustling holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel you on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all of your holiday to-dos. You can skip the meal planning, grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, and cleaning up and get Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals delivered to your door. They're ready in just two minutes. All you have to do is heat and enjoy. If you're looking for calorie-conscious options over the holidays that don't skip on flavor, you can try delicious dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Or if you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best during the holidays, try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. You'll know that's the one I'm doing. Also, Factor isn't just for dinner. Count on extra convenience any time of day with an assortment of 55-plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from quick breakfast items, lunch to go, grab-and-go snacks, and ready-to-drink cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. They really have you covered on all fronts. With Factor, you can rest assured that you're making a sustainable choice as well. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. Head to factormeals.com slash note to self 50 and use code note to self 50 to get 50% off. That's note to self 50 at factormeals.com slash note to self 50 to get 50% off. Today's episode is sponsored by microdose. So you've probably heard the word microdosing. If not, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. So let's talk about microdosing. I might be microdosing right now. I love the microdose gummies. Okay, so I'll usually take these in the morning on a day that I feel like I need a little extra pep in my step. I am no stranger to microdosing in my life, but I feel like these specific gummies are my absolute favorite. I feel like they're perfectly dosed, and I just feel so much better when I'm taking these gummies during the day. So for me, I take them for a multitude of reasons. Microdosing really helps a lot of different things. So for me, I definitely notice it relieves anxiety or any kind of like physical pain or any kind of muscle tension, which I've actually, as I'm approaching 30 here and like literally a week by the time you're listening to this, like in five days, I am feeling a lot more sore <laughs> all the time. So this is really important to me. It definitely gives me a mood boost, but also makes me relax. Like I feel like I'm really here and I'm really present. And I also can get into like flow state when I'm when I'm working and things like that. It just simplifies my life. I have not noticed this yet because I just got back together with my ex and I haven't really microdosed when we've been together because we don't live in the same city. But allegedly I've heard it can spice up sex and intimacy as well. It also helps with sleep overall, which is so important. Like I said, exercise post-workout recovery, it's really good to relax everything and kind of help you with muscle tension or pain. And like I said, it really helps me get in a flow state when I'm trying to be creative. 
To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code NOTE to SELF to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com, code NOTE to SELF, microdose.com, code NOTE to SELF for 30% off. All right, products to help me with this look that I'm trying to achieve that I find is in. When I'm going for a blowout, I love the Wella Hair Rescue product. I've been trying that out for the past like three weeks or so now, and I use it before I put any kind of like styling products in my hair. Not a big styling product girl. So when I say I like one, I really like it. The Wella has taken place of my K-18. I'm not using that color wow as much anymore because I'm just like really liking what the Wella hair product is doing in my hair. You spray it in your hair. It'll tell you on the bottle like how many sprays you brush it out. You leave it in for 90 seconds. It doesn't have a heat protectant in it, though, but it helps with so many other things. And I feel like it keeps my frizz to a minimum and it helps my ends a lot. Then I add in the Living Proof Thickening Serum. This is when I'm blowing out my hair with the Dyson. I love this product. Again, something kind of new to me and I'm very much into it. I've only used it a couple times and every time I do my hair, this combo really kills it and it has a heat protectant in it. So I use that after the Wella and then I'll do my hair. After I dry my hair, I use the Kerastase oil. It's like the yellow one. I also use this before bed. I'll put it in my hair before I sleep at night. Really great for my ends. I'm still using the Vigamore Gross Serum in my hair on my scalp. I really love that one. I, one thing I want to try really bad is this hair facial I'm seeing all over TikTok. I want to know if it's worth it. You like go. It's a place here in L.A. I'm sure there's places other other you know, areas, but I've just seen the LA place and they like do a scalp analysis where they put this little camera in your hair and you can see in real time, like what your scalp looks like. And then they like exfoliate and clean everything and do a lot of massaging and a lot of like oiling and all this stuff. And I really want to go. So maybe I'll have that on my next ends list. But again, a lot of this is about like hydrating my hair because during the winter, everything gets so dry, like everything gets dry. I like the Briogeo Repair Mask. I will do that usually once a week in the shower. I like overdo it. I put a ton of it on my hair, but I think it's really been helpful for my hair. The things that I'm liking for styling is my Dyson Air Wrap thing. I've heard lots of amazing things about the Shark product, though, that is similar. And I really want to try that, actually. But now that I have the Dyson, I'm like, I'm not going to like go buy another product. But I am loving my Dyson. I have been trying to use it with rollers now. I'm not the best at it, but I looked on TikTok. I found a couple of different blowout techniques that I like and just kind of copied them. And then my T3 curler I got back and it's a large barrel curler that I'll use to do like an actual curl and then we'll brush it out and it'll have like a blowout look or I'll do the T3 curler and then put them in heat like rollers and then do my makeup and then things are fine when I let it out. Another thing I'm really actually liking again is putting my hair up in like a higher messy ponytail with a scrunchie. So not only do I sleep in a scrunchie, like I sleep in a messy bun with a scrunchie usually, or some kind of like hair apparatus to go to sleep in, which we'll talk about when I find one that I like for sure. But I'm loving like a like athletic wear look, like a wintry one or like a sweatsuit with my hair up, really like messy pony vibes, kind of higher with the scrunchie in. I'm loving that. And I feel like it's just a lot better for my hair versus like an actual hair tie. Okay, so for fashion for clothing. I think that capsule collections really high quality, and I'm not saying high price, I'm saying high quality and well-fit pieces, really focusing on that. Because I think sometimes that gets away from us when we like find something that we like, maybe in terms of style, but like the 
clothing doesn't fit right. And I've seen way too many pieces on myself and way too many other people that were expensive pieces that don't fit well. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing buying this? And I also think thrifting is in. Obviously, we know this. And to go along with this, I think thrifting things that are like physically just like good quality pieces that you can thrift for a lower price and then taking to a tailor in. I absolutely love this. I feel like getting a nice pair of jeans that you love like in general and then getting those tailored to fit you and then keeping them literally forever is so worth the cost. And you could thrift jeans for really, really inexpensive prices. So taking them into a tailor honestly doesn't cost as much as I thought, at least. So I've been doing stuff like that. If I'm thrifting something that is more inexpensive, just taking it in, getting it tailored and doing it all at once so I can have everything together at once. It feels luxurious, but oftentimes doesn't cost as much as you would think. In my opinion, what's out is really anything with logos. I'm just kind of over the logo of it all. Maybe a small logo is nice. A Ralph Lauren, like little polo logo. Fine with me. That's totally fine. Now, too many logos, a thing. I get this with like some kind of sometimes like workout stuff. Like I love aloe workout clothes because I like the way they fit my body. A lot of the pieces, but I like that they all go together and everything. But sometimes when I'm wearing like too many aloe logos on me, I just like feel weird. Like I don't like it. So logos are kind of out for me. Obviously anything fast fashion. And what I mean by that is I know sometimes fast fashion is easier and more accessible to afford, but I just think that it's so much more valuable to invest a little more money in something that's going to last you more than two washes. Because at the end of the day, yes, it's easier to afford that at like face value, but like, it's not going to last, you know, you're going to like, like Sheen. I don't know if it's Sheen or Sheen, literally the bane of my existence. I get that they have a lot of stuff. And maybe if you're doing like a Halloween costume, okay. But you know, that's not going to last you more than two washes. It's going to fall apart. So just let's look into the future a little bit. You don't need to buy designer stuff, but there's so many well-priced options on the internet of good quality. Okay. I also think fast fashion leads to, leads to overconsumption. I'm just like so tired myself of owning a bunch of shit. I don't want a bunch of shit. I don't want it in my apartment. It's taking up hangers. It's taking up space. I feel like it's just too much. I don't want it. So I want to be investing in quality pieces. And that's a very important thing that I'm trying to like take through, I mean, all areas of my life. I feel like I've always kind of approached people with that. Like I've the people I led in my life, I always wanted to be few of really good quality people I connect with and things like that. But like, I'm trying to take that energy into my clothes and beauty and just everything that I led into my life. I want to be a harsh critic when it comes to that. So fast fashion and overconsumption, I just, I don't like it. I want to have less. And I feel like we should all have less. It's just easier. So for me, my closet in terms of the fall and winter, and this is in Los Angeles. Okay. So I don't have a lot of like really cold weather clothes in here, but the things that I feel like I need in my closet and that I feel like if you live in a similar place, you can need in your closet as well. Suggestions, I guess, are an oversized leather or vegan leather jacket. You can find these a lot of places for inexpensive, especially if you're doing vegan leather and you can find things that look really promising. Like I think Revolve has a lot of great options for this in particular. And then there's a couple other brands I'm going to mention after I'm done talking about what I like to have in my closet for this time of the year. Oversized cardigan, like a black one and a gray one. It's gotten me through a lot. I'm, I pair that with jeans, super easy. A cropped turtleneck. Like I have a brown cropped turtleneck from Aritzia that I really like. And I wear it a lot with, again, a lovely jean or like a pant. 
a cable knit sweater. I actually went on the Ralph Lauren, like the Polo website when they were having their sale for like Black Friday, Cyber Monday and got a couple cable knit sweaters from them. So classic. They look so cute. And it's going towards like preppy without being like too much, in my opinion. Really quality jeans. Obviously, a Levi 501, always great. I wear a pair of a Goldie jeans that I've had for years and a pair of redone jeans that, that I've had for years. And the redones are Levi's that have been tailored. So if you want to go get a Levi 501 or thrift some Levi's and get those tailored to you, the denim is just top notch, amazing. I will always, always be a fan of Levi's. Um, a maxi skirt. I'm loving my skirt from Dish. I have this black, silky, like kind of like mid, like drift, kind of mid like, I don't know what you call like a midi rise or something mid rise. I think that's it. Maxi skirt. And it's from dish. It's D I S S H. Love that skirt. I pair it with so many things like corsets to go out or even like a white t-shirt. It's just so it's like satin. I think it's, I love it. It's great. A puffer jacket. I have a cropped puffer from Lululemon and it does get cold enough here for me to wear that. Like on my morning walks and stuff like that. I'm obsessed with that jacket. Cute sweats. I have in my Ralph Lauren shopping spree, I got a pair of sweats. It's it's like this navy pair with a red little mini polo on them. I got the sweatshirt to be a little oversized and then the sweats fit me. The joggers fit me pretty well. And it's real. It's a really cute set. I also have some aloe sets. I also have some um, Aritzia sweat sets as well. Okay, scrunchy socks. Now I find these on Amazon. They're super inexpensive. They're on my Amazon shop if you guys want to go look at that. I have scrunchy socks in like every single color, but white is a must. And you guys will find these on Amazon. If you even search like tall scrunch socks, you'll find some that you like. These are great for undershoes, like under boots, under cowboy boots, things like that, or with athletic shoes. Or if you can find some tall ones. I kind of like when sometimes you have like the like a tan sock or something over the top coming out of the top of a boot, especially if you have like a mini skirt. If you live in Los Angeles, we can do that here. So you have like a a fall boot with like a taller sock and like a mini skirt is so cute for the fall and winter, I think. Now let's see. Walking shoes. So not like a Converse shoe, not like something of that, like a nicer kind of sneaker and kind of in between that and like a actually athletic shoe that you would like run or work out in. So I have a couple pairs of these that I like rotate kind of most of them are Nike. I have some New Balance shoes as well. So not shoes I necessarily wear to the gym, but shoes that look cool with outfits without looking like an athletic wear, like actual tennis shoe. And then a pair of pointed toe heels. I have the pointed toe slingbacks from Reformation. I love their shoes. I've worn them a million times already. I got them also on sale for Cyber Monday. I had my I was waiting on those to go on sale. So I love those. I feel like they've been super cute with that skirt that I mentioned before. Super cute with jeans and just like a black shirt of some kind. I really, really like those. And I think they're going to last me through summer as well. So because I could also put them with like tights for the wintertime and then wear them in the summer as well. And they're not super high. They're not a kitten heel, but they're not like a super high heel either. Super like so easy to walk in. Some brands I'm loving that I think are in are, like I said, Dish, D-I-S-S-H. They've got really great just closet staples. Okay, one of my favorite dresses I have for the fall and winter is this like sweater dress that like has an adjustable kind of like tie in the back. And it's from Dish. It's truly perfect. Just look at their sweater dresses. It's like a V-neck and it comes in three colors. I have the black one. I'm obsessed if you see me talking about my stories, I call it like the dress. It's the dress. It's long sleeve. It's great. Everlane has some really, really wonderful 
sweaters and stuff like that, as does J. Crew. J. Crew for me is like kind of a big deal right now. I'm really loving J. Crew stuff. Reformation, of course, Quince, a brand I've been lucky enough to work with, and I really like their products. Super accessible. They price everything almost at like a wholesale price. Like they don't have a middleman or they they work with factories direct. So they have really good quality, like cashmere stuff, silks that aren't super crazy prices. So look up Quince. It's Q-U-I-N-C-E. Great for like closet staples. Of course, Revolve. I feel like they just have a really great grasp on like cool upcoming brands. And you can find things on all price points on Revolve. And again, the quick shipping I love. And then also Nordstrom. I found so many sweaters, including the sweater I'm wearing today that I feel like so many people have liked on stories when I link it and stuff. I can see like how many people are buying things. And this particular sweater, I'm wearing this yellow sweater. Affordable. A lot of you guys bought it. I also linked a kind of oversized olive sweater. And y'all fucking love that one. Again, from Nordstrom. I'm kind of a sweater in my sweater era right now. Okay. That was kind of a big bulk of things, kind of the aesthetics of it all. All right. So in terms of health and fitness for the wintertime, in my opinion, again, I think moderation, working out also in moderation, listening to your body and supporting your body while also enjoying yourself is in. I'm not into the guilting. I'm not into like the, oh, well, I drink too much or eat too much and I'm going to work harder the next day or like I'm working out in order to enjoy this. No, I just want to support my body and I want to be healthy. As I'm getting older, approaching 30 here in a couple weeks, I am feeling my body change. And a lot of the reasons I'm working out and stuff like that, I've never really been motivated by the way that I look, to be honest. Like it's, that's not going to get me into the gym. It just isn't. I am motivated by the way that I feel and by results. And I feel like when I started working out more religiously last year, I was doing so for my mental health and my clarity and wanting to get a little bit stronger. And you don't necessarily see results right away, which is why I've never been really motivated by results because it doesn't get you over that initial hump of working out. It took me like a while to start seeing like physical results aesthetically to the way that I looked. I would say like six months. I also was only religiously working out twice a week for about an hour each time. And I probably, if I wasn't talking to my trainer so much, it probably would have only been like 45 minutes or less to be quite honest. But I think supporting my body to me, what I mean by that is supporting my bones and joints and making sure that I'm healthy. And also if I'm going out and drinking or if I'm going out and indulging in a bunch of sugar and things like that, I have PCOS. It is not good for my blood sugar and my hormones to do that. But there are ways I can support my body in doing that and still be able to enjoy the things that I like, like walking a lot more making sure I'm doing strength training things that do not spike my cortisol. I follow this guy on TikTok who like tells you ways to not spike your insulin levels. I think his name it's like insulin resistant one is his tag. And there's so many things you can do, like eat fiber in addition to eating your sugar, take apple cider vinegar shots before you eat a meal with a lot of sugar or carbs that are going to be processed like sugar that are going to spike your insulin levels. You can go into all the science on this on your own, but that's something like when I talk about supporting my body, I take that into account because it's going to make me crash for sure. It's going to fuck up my hormones. It's not really about aesthetics as much because I'm still going to have the sugar, obviously, and I'm still going to drink the alcohol that's going to turn into like sugars and carbs. But I'm just going to support my body while I do that versus avoiding it altogether. You know what I mean? Or like working out so that I can have the calories. We're not about calories here. I just I don't count calories, which leads me to what is out 
for me, and I know this is a very personal decision when it comes to health and wellness. So do not listen to me if this is something you struggle with, but or maybe do. I don't know. Counting calories for me and counting even macros, I'm just not into. I do like to pay attention to like what I'm eating and if I'm getting enough protein and fiber and fats and stuff like that. And I do like to focus on getting enough carbs. That's just important to me. But I'm not a calorie girl. I really like to listen to my body. I'm not going to overwork myself. I'm not going to overstress myself. I'm going to go with the flow when it comes to my body. I feel like that makes me more calm in general. And it makes my body not get into that really stressful cortisol crazed mode, which makes me look better in the long run anyway. This is just me, though. I'm also not going to count calories because I don't like hyper focusing on food, really. I want to enjoy my food. I want to enjoy my friends and family that come along with like eating out and like or having breakfast or dinner or whatever in with these people that I love. I don't want to focus on the food itself because I feel like then I start hyper focusing and then I start like getting too involved with the food I'm eating. It should just not I don't want it to control me. But I want to be cognizant, if you know what I'm saying, like just moderation. But I'm not a person that's going to like stop doing things that I love to do or eating things that I love to eat. Unless, of course, I'm like allergic or something, which I'm not, thankfully, to most of the things that I love. I'm not going to stop doing that. I just want to, again, support my body through that. And here's how I'm doing that. For example, drinking a lot of water. Obviously, I put element in my water this season, you know, winter season, holiday season. I find myself going out to a lot more events and being involved with like going out to dinners and going to like holiday parties and things like that. And I'm not going to not have a cute little cocktail. I'm going to be cognizant of how much sugar I'm having. And I don't need to be like (laughs) blackout drunk every night, but I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to celebrate life in a way that makes me feel comfortable. And what I enjoy This is different for everybody. So because I like to do that, I like to make sure that I'm staying hydrated through that. So that's an example of supporting my body and doing things that I like to do, but also just making sure I'm adding back in electrolytes that I know alcohol takes away and alcohol really dehydrates. So I want to overwork it on the hydration so that I can support my body through the season. I'm doing lots of warm things. So like loving soups right now, obviously I'm on like soup TikTok, love to watch people making soups, doing a lot of like minestrone soups at home, making them in bulk and then having it just like throughout the week. There's one called longevity soup. You can look up on TikTok that I've been making a lot. It's like potatoes. I do rice, but you could do pasta as well, like lentils, different veggies, things like that. I'm loving candy cane or like peppermint tea at night as well. I feel like it just really soothes my stomach. I am really prioritizing sleep at this moment. So I'm using my aura ring to track that with Winnie now being five months old. She's getting better at sleeping through the night. My sleep was like super on point before I got her. And now it's I'm it's a little rougher now because she does wake me up. Sometimes we sleep. She sleeps in my bed with me. She will wake me up early. And if I have a little bit of a later night, obviously that messes with my sleep. But I am tracking sleep and trying to really prioritize that. I'm trying to get out and walk outside rather than being cooped up inside. I can do this. Obviously, I'm in Los Angeles. It's a lot easier for me than some of you guys to do this. But I do need to get sunlight in my eyes. That's really important to me for just my circadian rhythm and for my like happiness levels, prioritizing getting vitamin D is in for me right now. Really focusing on making sure that I remember to take my probiotic every single day and eat things with probiotics and prebiotics in them to support my gut health because of how much like, you know, alcohol and drinking and the, on these, at these events and these like ugly sweater parties and also all the stuff I'm eating. Cause I'm not going to say no to a lovely slice of cake 
I love sweets so much. And I honestly have been really eating way too much sugar for like my PCOS of it all. <laughs> Need to stop myself. But again, I'm doing my little apple cider vinegar before eating a good amount of fiber, going on walks. If I have like some ice cream, I'll like walk after I have some ice cream that helps with your insulin levels. Not necessarily calories. This is not, I'm not trying to burn calories, but it does help with your insulin to be active after you eat something like that. So walk outside, probiotics, like I said, sex. I am now obviously back in a relationship, but we're long distance. Vibrators, they're in, all right? We're using vibrators. Sex is so, so good for you. Even if it's just by yourself, we need to be orgasming. And that's very, very good for your health, especially through the dark days of winter. Thesis nootropics I'm loving. Basically with Thesis, you like go on there and take a quiz and it's, they will send you like the formulations that they think might work for you based on your answers to this quiz. So I tried their clarity formulation. I tried motivation. I tried creativity and energy. The energy one didn't do much for me. Creativity is like kind of mad, but their motivation one I love. So I love to take that daily. Like if I'm going to get work done or something like that, I take their motivation one. You guys can look into thesis if you want more information on nootropics. Basically, there's like a number of like compounds like mushrooms and things like that that are in these. Not like psychedelic mushrooms, but like lion's mane and stuff like that. And they send them to you in these little packs. I love them. I really think that they work. And I'm trying to get a discount code for you guys from them. I'm not like they're not paying me or anything, but I do want to get a discount code because I do talk about them. I'm focusing a lot on moving my body. I feel like I'm so fucking stiff lately. And with strength training that I like to do, I do like to lift heavier weights. It just makes me feel good. And I don't do it every time I strength train, but I do like to add that in. And I need to support my joints for that and make sure that I'm like stretched and stuff. So I've been using aloe moves at home to just stretch or even do like meditations and stuff. I really like them. And then I'm going to start with not working with this company, but using an app called Alara Health. And it is a company that helps women get their hormones on track. So I'm going to use that and let you guys know what I'm how I'm feeling about that. But I feel like paying attention to your hormones, like I've been talking about like insulin levels and things like that, because it really affects your hormones, especially if you're someone with PCOS. I'm really trying to get on top of that. So paying attention to that is like very in for me for health and wellness. So you'll notice not a lot of like health and wellness pertaining to how I look, but a lot pertaining to hormones and my energy levels and just how I feel and all that kind of like ties into each other. Okay. Now we have podcasts and we have apps. And that's what that's we're done. So for me, podcast, dark, intense, true crime is very much out. I think there are like a lot of podcasts and not to be the misandrist in me. But I think that a lot of the times when I listen to true crime podcasts dictated by men or hosted by men, they seem to be a little bit darker. I don't really love the way that some men talk about the more vulgar and like just grotesque details of crimes. Sword and Scale would be an example of this. I think they have great cases, but sometimes it just leans more towards like, here's this horrible thing that happened. And it almost like leans into him being like vigilante style, which I understand wanting to be hateful and horrible towards grotesque murderers and rapists, obviously. But when women tell crime stories, I feel like sometimes I can see that the hosts can kind of see themselves in a lot of these victims, not that all victims of crime stories are women, but when they talk about things, it's spoken about from a woman's perspective, which I think leaves out a lot of gory details that we can kind of 
like guess ourselves that I don't need to hear specifically. And I don't necessarily need to hear that the host wants to like do something horrible and grotesque to the the assailant as well. Like I get that. I know that we want to do that. I know that that's, you know, a thing. So I don't know. For me, I was listening to some like sword and scale that I just like they got so dark for me and I don't want to listen to that every single day. So a good adjacent topic for me is like paranormal paranormal kind of creepy shows that kind of can lead into also like hopeful like I listen to creeps and crimes a lot and they do a lot of like stories about ghosts and things and like paranormal paranormal accounts that are like positive. So it's like someone it's a crazy story where like someone's grandma comes to them in some capacity. Like it's like cute. It like makes me cry like happy tears kind of. I like those kind of stories or I like women led crime shows that don't get a crazy dark. Again, Creeps and Crimes is a good one. Two Girls, One Ghost I'm really liking. And This Is Why We Drink, I believe is what it's called. I really like that one as well. I also like shows that talk about crime, but not necessarily violent crime. So like The Opportunist is a good one. There is some like death and stuff in, in there, but a lot of it's like money laundering and shit like that. Like it's like crime and like interesting and like saucy and dramatic, but it's not necessarily like so dark that I'm either afraid to go to sleep or I'm like just so bummed out or I see myself in the victim too much and I'm just like pissed about how <laughs> women are always getting fucked with. So those are good, some good options that keep me out of like really darkness because I could go dark. Darkness lives in me. I just don't want to like be reminded of it all the time because it's just already there. Like, why am I doing this? I don't need to like indulge in it. I also think that overdoing wellness optimization is out when it comes to podcasts. There's too many. It's too much. I don't want another. I'm going to be honest. I don't love another like business take from another founder of another company. Like everyone does the same shit usually. And I think some of it is very inspiring, but at some point it just becomes so repetitive. And that's another reason why I don't have a ton of those people on note to self because I'm just like, how many fucking times can I hear about the girl bossing of it all? I don't want to hear about the girl bossing of it all. I want to hear about something else. I want to hear about leisure. I want to be a lady of leisure. So we, we verge into there sometimes. And I like to talk about things. And one thing I would really like to talk about more and have more guests on talking about is like VCs and investing for women. I think that that's a really cool topic that I know a lot of people are talking about on TikTok. And I think it's a niche topic that I feel like you guys would like and are interested in. So I would like to bring you more of that, but I don't need another like hyper intense morning routine from a tech founder. I just don't give a fuck to be honest. And it's the same exact thing over and over again. So you won't find that on note to self usually, unless if I'm talking about that, you know, I'm talking to someone that I find super interesting that I would take personal advice from. Otherwise I think the space is so, so oversaturated. I'm done. I think that learning something is definitely in. And I like to learn kind of like odd things, I would say, and just random things. I don't want to learn about the same topic over and over again. So some things I listen to for this to learn something is Hidden Brain. I think that's a pretty popular one, though. Help Me Be Me. Great podcast. Philosophize This. This one, if you, if you like philosophy, I really like this one. In Our Time is kind of random like events and things that have happened to learn about. And of course, TEDx Daily. I usually learn something from that. And sometimes at face value, a topic could not be like something I'm interested in. But then I learn a little bit more about it and it like relates to something I'm interested in or something or I learn something that I didn't expect. So I like to, 
you know, dive more into being a renaissance woman. I want to know a little bit about a lot of stuff. And I want to be interested in a lot of things and very curious. So I'm not optimizing my wellness. I'm not adding another thing to my morning routine right now. But I am learning about random things like ancient civilizations and philosophers of thousands of years ago. I just really like stuff like that. So I'm into that. Also, what's in obviously girly chats and complaining. I like complaining. So I like listening to complaining. I usually agree when people are complaining and have like the guts to get up on a podcast and complain about something and like take a stance. A lot of the times I agree with them. Not all the time, but some of the people I agree with. Giggly Squad, Bitch Bible, The Broski Report, Bad Broadcast. I love all of these because I just love their takes on stuff and their girly chats and some complaining and I like it. All right. Lastly, we have like technology and apps. I feel like connecting with friends and loved ones in meaningful ways using technology in. There's a couple ways to do that that I have. Doom scrolling, obviously out. Boredom scrolling is out. I also want to remind you, like, let's curate our feeds accordingly. Okay. Wintertime, the whole refresh of the new year is the time I like to go purge people from who I'm following. And I like to make sure that like my TikTok algorithm, by, for example, I like scrolling on TikTok and yes, it is a distraction, but also the people that I follow are interesting. Like it's again, aligns with like the podcast I listen to a lot. I learn a lot on TikTok actually from people who are legitimately like doctors and like professors and things like that. I've found myself following and Neil deGrasse Tyson would be an example of this. So I'm not learning from like just anyone on the internet. I do go seek out people like that who I respect and then I follow them and, and engage in their content. And then it makes my algorithm what I want it to be. So some apps I've been using to connect with specifically, you know, Joe and my relationship is an app called Paired. And it's kind of like quizzes and prompts and things like that for a relationship. And for us, it works well because we're long distance right now. And it's something we can do that's kind of fun and it prompts good conversations for us. We like their quizzes because basically like I'll go through and answer a quiz. He'll answer a quiz and then it'll like compare our results and it can lead to some good conversations. And then there's another app called Beloved that I've seen on TikTok a lot. I don't have the app yet because I, I chose to go with Paired. I wasn't going to get two apps for this, but maybe I'll try it later. Beloved, I think, has like exercises and stuff you can do with a loved one. I use TikTok, Instagram apps like that to connect with friends a lot as well now where I'm like we're sending back you know, TikToks back and forth. That's a really good way to, for me at least, to connect with friends. I feel like I always feel loved when my friend sends me like literally 36 TikToks to watch that reminded her of me or him of me. I'm obsessed. So that's a simple way that I use the social media that we all use social media, obviously, to connect. I think another way to use technology that I think is in is avoiding excess buying. So excess buying out in, I told you we were going to talk, we talk about Pickle. Pickle is not a, an advertiser on the show, but I absolutely love Pickle. I'm going through and rent, posting a lot of my dresses and stuff on there right now. You can rent dresses for occasions. I have not rented anything myself because I just got started. I'm trying to like add everything in my closet, but it is such a good idea to rent occasion dresses and then just return them to somebody for like a fraction of the price. I'm always buying stuff for like holidays and like, I don't know, weddings, things like that. And I'm like, I don't need to keep this. I'm probably just going to sell it on Poshmark eventually anyways, or it's going to sit in my closet and try to find another place to wear it. I'm not going to wear it. And then I'm just going to sell it. So I think the pickle pickle is a wonderful app. I'm very into it. And then I have a list of random apps that I use all the time that I figured I'd just talk about because I like them. 
Canva, obviously, I feel like that's a classic. Notion, I love Notion. You can do so much with it. It's going to be really helpful for like beginning of year planning, by the way. I've been using the app Natural Cycles in tandem with my Aura Ring, which is also use an app for that. Natural Cycles is something I'm trying to use more to tell where I am in my cycle to see if I'm getting my cycle back on track. Again, the PCOS of it all, sometimes it falls off. So I'm really interested to see if I have, I'm kind of getting it my cycle regularly now and it feels like a really big accomplishment for me. So using Natural Cycles has been great to like kind of like log my cycle and see where I am. The Teza app, I've kind of gone, sometimes I go to Visco, sometimes I go to Teza, sometimes I go to other ones, but right now I'm using Teza a lot, especially for video stuff. Loving the Teza app. And then Splice to just like edit together TikToks and stuff like that. I thought I would add those apps in there just because they make my life easier and technology making our lives easier is definitely in. But also having too much apps, I'm like, I'm so cluttered. So I kind of actually went through and deleted a bunch and these are the ones that I kept. All right. So that's basically it for ins and outs of winter time. Again, don't be offended by me. If you like your lashes and your barrel waves, please keep them. I want you to be happy and I want you to be glowing. And if that makes you happy and glowing, keep it. But for me, it's just not in. It's just not a thing for me right now. Okay. Not my journey. Today's note to self or this week's note to self is to stop buying shit. This goes along with the whole idea of this entire episode. Yes, it's a favorites episode. Yes, I'm telling you I think it's in and what's out. But I do think a lot of the things that I was talking about that are in are things you probably already have in your closet or things you can buy thrifting or on Poshmark or you can rent. You don't need to buy it. You know what I mean? When we're talking about trends, of course. I just need to stop buying stuff. I don't need the stuff because things are on just because things are on sale are not a reason to buy them. I just I need to stop and I need to do a huge purge. So my note to self is stop buying shit. You don't need to leave your house every day and buy stuff. You can't afford to do that anyway. Okay, I'm not making millions of dollars over here. All right. Don't have enough for that. So I need to fucking stop so I can set myself up for my year of financial success next year, which is something I definitely want to talk about more once I start figuring it out myself. But yeah, my note to self and maybe my note for some of you guys just stop. Spending is over. We're done. We're done. Buy your the gifts that you need for the holidays. Otherwise, let's save our money, please. Let's get in the zone for 2024. And that's the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please give us five stars. Please, please, please. And come find me on Instagram at Peyton Sarton or at NTS by PS. You can also find me on TikTok. I've been doing a lot of TikToking lately. So come find me on TikTok, just at Peyton Sarton as well. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind-the-scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.